Hey, this is Sean Mandoli, and I'm the pastor of Sanctuary LA, and you're listening to our podcast. Thank you for joining us. I hope this message encourages and inspires you. Remember to follow us on social media at My Sanctuary LA and enjoy the message. Psalm um, chapter 24, verse 3. It says this it says, Who may ascend? Somebody say, I'm going higher. All right, I need you to participate with me here this morning. Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord or who may stand in his holy place? All right, God wants you to go higher and God wants you to be able to stand in his presence. God's whole goal for you is to take you higher. You know, if you humble yourself, he'll lift you up. God's whole heart for you is to take you higher. And it's asking, who's going to go high in God? Who's going to stand in the presence of God? It's about to answer that question. He or she um, who has a clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully. He shall receive blessing from the Lord. Anybody want to be blessed by the Lord? And righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is Jacob. Here we go. The generation. God wants a generation. Yes, God loves you personally and intimately, but he wants a generation. God loves you. God loves who is here, but he loves who's not in here. Yeah. I said, we don't exist for, for us. We, this church doesn't exist for Pastor Sean. This church doesn't even exist exclusively for you. It exists for the people who aren't in here. Come on, somebody. There's always more people to reach. We exist for those empty seats. That's why we exist, because there's somebody out there that is called to sit right next to Uncle Zari. All right? But ascend, so ascend means to arise, to go up, to climb. Anybody want to just go high in God? I've been pushed down enough by the devil. I, throughout my life, I've been, my sin, I mean, sin will tear you down. It'll chew you up and spit you out. The devil wants to bring it. God wants to take you higher. Come up here. Why they, you never notice in the Bible, they always went to a mountain. Who will ascend? Because God wants to take us higher. Moses got the Ten Commandments on a mountain. Abram about to sacrifice his son on an altar on top of a mountain. I've tried to sacrifice my children a time or two. I'm just kidding. I'm just playing. I've wanted to. I didn't try. Don't look at me like that. I didn't try. It was just a thought. Not all those thoughts you think are yours. Something flying over my head. Devil, go. Get off. Don't, you know, you, sometimes you can't stop the thoughts you think, but you could stop the acting on them. Yeah, amen. All right. Yeah, got an amen from Gabby. Hallelujah. Connect group leader over there. All right. And righteousness from the God of salvation. This is Jacob, the generation of those who seek him. Who seek your face. We're talking about passion for God. We're talking about having a passion for God is being a seeker of God. Like I'm going after God. Like I don't have it all figured out. I want more of him. We are praying this morning as leaders. God, fill us. We want more of you. Less of me and more of you. Like we want to be God's seekers. Like I'm really going after God. I really want to hear his voice. I really want to encounter him. I really want to just orchestrate my calendar, my life around going after God. That's, that word seek in the Hebrew means to resort to. 
It's, it's not, it's almost like this. Um, it's a decision that I'm going to seek God. When, when I met Crystal Gale before I was married to her, I began to, I resorted to that woman. Like she is going to be my wife. She doesn't know it yet. She doesn't want to talk to me yet. But just give me a little time. And look at now. She's got a baby in her belly, and that baby is mine, okay? Come on, somebody. But seek to resort to ask. My children ask a lot of questions. Sometimes they're so quiet. Other times it's like every, it's everything, a question. And sometimes, Gia, it's always at nighttime. Dada, why? Dada, what? Dada, why do we do this? Dada, why is that? Dada, why is this? Dada, why is that? But ask, it means to diligently inquire. It means to make inquisition. It means to question. If, you don't, if you're not asking any questions, maybe you truly aren't seeking God. There's something about wanting to go after God that there's questions. So you want to know, God, why do you do this? Why do you? And I wanted to, in this, um, in this um, today, in, this, in the message, I wanted to really, see, like if we were able to take some of our core values and put skin on them, I just want to celebrate a couple people that are a part of our community that I believe kind of um, represent this. I believe we, I could have picked anybody, but I just felt just to celebrate some people. And, and this is my second point is passion is pursuit. Like if you're passionate, single ladies, look, you don't have to wonder if he likes you. I mean, if he's passionate, he's coming up after you. And if, and if he ain't working at it and working for it, Keep on a walking. Come on, somebody. He's got to know what he wants. Talking about, and, and then sometimes in church, they're the worst, right? Because they, they still don't know what they want. They're in, that's good. You're in church. You love the Lord. But don't play games. If you, if you want her, go get her then. We're playing games. Somebody say amen. amen. And ladies, I say that as an encouragement to you. If you don't, don't be, yeah, like just keep walking. If he wants Come get it. Y'all know what this means? Look at your neighbor and say, put a ring on it. All right, I'm not about to do that. Sanctified and holy up in here. Come on. But passion is pursuit. And and I just want to celebrate one of the people on our team, Nathaniel here. Nathaniel, if you don't mind just standing up here so people know who you are. But yeah. But yeah, you could just stay standing for a little bit. As awkward as it feels, that's okay. We love you. You're family. But really, I was just thinking, man, as far as passion for God, I mean, this young man right here, he is passionate for God. And it's in his pursuit. Like my wife used this when we were talking about Nathaniel behind his back. I was like, babe, what's up with this kid Nathaniel? What do you think? And she said, this is what my wife said, that he has an insatiable hunger for God. Um, He's always seeking God. And I can tell you, how do I know that? Because the brother always has questions after service. Like last Sunday, he was here, and he was supposed to be somewhere else. But we were just sitting up here, just talking about the things of God. He's just pressing the things of God. So as I, I, I'm so encouraged that we have young people like, like Nathaniel. He's constantly, and this brother has a whole bunch of books. He'll show up to church with a cardboard box of books he found on eBay. From great, like, doctrinal theological writers from, like, I'm just, like old books, when you open them, it, the, the, the binding snaps. 
Smells like an old library. I'm like, where did you get this? It's like a scene from Goonies or something. He's like, Pastor Sean, look at this book. Book says, Seeking God. Passion for God. I believe we need to, we need, you know, in his state. Yeah, go ahead. You can sit down. Thank you. <laughs> Give it up for Nathaniel, everybody. This brother staying out, always pushing, pursuing God. I, he started actually coming and being a part of community. He came to a prayer meeting. You know, you know, God has a plan for your life when he's going to put something fresh on your life. And he's like, look, I don't want you going to a nice little Sunday service. I want you to come first time to a prayer meeting, <laughs> prayer and worship. And so it's so encouraging me to see this, see this young man going after God the way he is. And we ought to be, a, passion always causes us, here we go, and we're talking about pursuit. I'm going to give you two more, but this right here, passion is pursuit. The proof of passion is pursuit. If you're passionate, you're going, you're moving, you're, 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 you're tearing open your word, you're, you're trying to get here, you're, you're going to get here up in here and worship, you're going to go after God, you're going to find people that want more of God, you're going to get around people that want to talk about the things of God. Passion always causes us to press a little more than the average. Just a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Just there's something in you that says, man, I'm going to press into this a little bit more. I'm a, I mean, this brother's pulling out books that I like was raised on in the 90s. I'm like, dude, where did you get this stuff? It's like, you know, he's, he's, fi he's finding, seeking. I'm like, man, I, I saw that man preach. And then he's like, He's like, I got their book on spiritual gifts. It's awesome. Young people pursuing God. The Bible says that young people are our example. That means that young people going after God is an example to older people. It's an example to us. They, I'm going to put more weight on him. Yes, I am. He's an example to us. To go after God recklessly, unreasonably, doesn't make a lot of sense all the time. Go after God. Come on, somebody. Passionate people make time with others that are going after God. Want to be around people that are going after God. All right, let's look at this. Look at this, look at this next verse here. Um, 2 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 14. All right, it's talking about a king, Rehoboam. He, he did well for a minute, and then he, and then he started messing up. He's a man of authority in the kingdom of God. But here it is. Here we go. 2 Chronicles chapter 12, verse 14. And it says he did evil because he did not prepare his heart to seek the Lord. I'm going to read it again. 2 Chronicles 12, verse 14. The Bible says he did evil because he did not prepare his heart to seek the Lord. And it is, it is, it is more difficult to sin when you're pursuing God. We, and this is the thing. Seeking God is the focus. And getting free of sin will happen as a result. So you don't have to be hyper-focused on your sin and the demons of your past. And, oh, you know, the devil's after me. No, if you seek God, the Bible says he did evil because he did not prepare or resort his heart. I'm going after God. And sometimes at, at the point of pursuing God, we're talking about this is a core value of our church. Passion for God. If you look up the word passion in, in Webster's Dictionary, one of the definitions is Jesus on the cross. You just, I'm not talking about a theological 
concordance. I'm talking about the dictionary. The cross is defined in modern culture as the passion. And so we, being a people pursuing God, that, that, that evil can't get a hold of you when you're chasing God. He will try, he will tempt you, but the Bible says that we are drawn, up, drawn away and enticed by our own lust. But if I'm chasing God, I'm not going to have to focus on everything I struggle with all the time. I'm just going after God. Just one more of him. And I'm telling you, what is, what is the, how do I deal with my sin, Pastor Sean? Go after God. Pursue God. Go after God. Get around people. That, that challenge your commitment to Jesus. <laughs> Get around people that stir your spirit up. All right, you want to be around people that impart something to, to, to you. And, and he did evil because he did not prepare his heart to seek the Lord. When you're caught up seeking God, it's much harder to get caught up in sin. All right, when you're caught up seeking God, it's much harder to get caught up in your sin. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Here we go. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 15 to 16. So passion is pursuit. Passion is pursuit of God. Here's my next one here. As you're turning there to 1 Corinthians 16, I'll read the verse and then I'll share my next point here. 16, 15 to 16. It says this, I urge you, brethren, you know the household of Stephanus, that is the first fruits of Achaia, and that they have devoted themselves. Everybody say devoted themselves to the ministry of the saints. They've devoted. Everybody say devoted themselves. Everybody say they committed themselves. All right. Everybody say it again. Say they devoted themselves. Devoted themselves to the ministry of the saints that, that you also submit to such. One version, I believe the King James says they addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. They had addiction issues, and their addiction was serving others. The early church had people that were devoted to the ministry, devoted to serving, devoted to pouring out their life for others. I'm here to tell you right now, we are here as a community because there is a team and a, and a company of leaders here that are here before you get here, and they leave after you're gone. They have devoted themselves to the ministry of the saints. All right, and there's somebody I just wanted to highlight in our community that really exemplifies this. And this is, my, this is the point here. Passion is commitment. Passion just isn't pursuit. I'm not just going to, I'm not just going to, you know, pursue God for a couple weeks. No, no, passion is I'm committed when it doesn't feel good. I'm passionate about my wife. I'm passionate for my wife. And I, I, can, I can say that to some degree because I've committed to her for the last 10 years. I've never slept with another woman. I'm not saying that like I got it all together. I, I don't know, I'm sure. What I'm saying is passion, true passion, is commitment. If you're passionate about the things of God, you're going to stay in the game. Somebody, come on, man of God, where are you at? I said, if you're passionate about the things of God, you're going to stay in the game when you don't feel like it. You're going to do what's right when it doesn't feel good. I said, I said this before. I'll say it again. I, one prayer. I pray with my kids almost every day. Lord, give them the grace and the strength to do what's right when it doesn't feel good. Because not, not everything good is going to feel good. Not everything right is going to feel good. So passion, true passion for God is commitment. We are here. 
You are here. You're able to sit in this room and hear the word because you're, there's people in this room you may not even know because they're committed. They're devoted to the ministry of the saints. Hallelujah. There's somebody in our community I wanted to uh, celebrate here. Is Moses back there uh, on the back wall there. Right here. Come up here, Moses. Come on up here, man. Just come up here and say, I'm going to make it worse on you than I did Nathaniel. Come on, give it up for Moses, everybody. Come on up here. Yeah. Why did you all clap? Because you know this brother is committed. I got a text this morning at like seven something. He's like, Pastor Sean, we got a little graffiti on the wall. I showed up. He painted over it before here before anybody. Committed. And it, uh, Moses here has such a servant's heart. Um, I, I've noticed this with Moses. He, he leads up our welcome team, among other things, that whenever he shows up, he's going to find a gap that's not filled, and he's going to fill it. At midweek on Wednesday night, he showed up. He just found something that was missing. He's like, I'm going to make this happen. Amen. Somebody say committed. committed. All right. Um, and this is something else about Moses. I'm sure we could all just talk about him um, even more. But, you know, let's just make him just super uncomfortable today. His mama's here looking. She's like, that's my baby. <laughs> but really, this man has got such a servant's heart. Passion is commitment. All right. And, and um, so um, Moses, something about Moses, very responsive. He holds me accountable because I'll forget things sometimes. And be like, Pastor Sean, did you get the communion supplies? Somebody say commitment. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to read the scripture, and then I'll let you sit down. I just want to read the scripture first. Okay. But Galatians chapter 5, verse 12, here we go. It says, for you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Somebody say, I'm free. Only do not use your liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, for yourself. Being free isn't something that just allows us to do whatever we want when we want. Freedom in the kingdom is freedom to serve. I'm so free. Moses is so free. If you knew what this brother went through, if you knew how far he's come, the year and a half you've been here, right? Man, just came in on a Christmas morning. What well, wasn't Christmas morning? Christmas Eve service. Um, it says here, only do not use your liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. That's Moses right here. So if you need anybody to help serve you in an area, just give him a call. Now, like, love you. Come on, give it up for Moses, everybody. So passion, passion is commitment. Passion is commitment. Moses is leading a connect group this um, starting on Friday night. So they're gonna go. Hangout, kind of hangout group, coffee shops and stuff. But here's the word submit, because the Bible says this. Here, I'm going to share this. I'm going to teach you something here. You guys all right with this? You guys getting something out of this? Passion is pursuit. Passion is commitment. And the Bible says here, you want to submit to those that are addicted to serving. That's when submission is healthy, because you're submitting to the right type of people. You want to submit yourselves to those that are devoted. Let me tell you, young, uh, single women in here, you want to submit yourself to a man that is devoted to serving God. Because that, that is a safe and healthy man to be submitted to. You want to submit to a church community that are here for the right reason, to, to love God and to love people, to serve God. All right? 
Here it is. I'm going to give you the definition of submit. It means to place yourself under God's arrangement. That's what it said in, in, in 1 Corinthians 16, 15 to 16. It says that you should also submit to these type of people. That's true Christian community is where people submit to God and submit to one another. That is true community. Community isn't necessarily a pre-party, although I like pre-parties. Anybody like pre-parties? Just hanging out and all that. That's cool. And we call it community. But let me tell you something here. True kingdom community is when we are submitted to God and submitted to one another. That I'm, I am going to help you and you're going to help me. And I need you and you need me. Submit yourselves to those that are on fire for God. Because what you submit under, you will absorb. You will absorb that thing. You ever notice, like when I, when I was out just um, running around and I, got, I came home hanging out with my friends before I got saved, my, um, my grandma at the time could tell who, if I was hanging out with somebody a little funny because my attitude was not quite there. Like, where have, who have you been with? Anybody know what I'm talking about? I mean, uh, spiritual impartation is a real thing. See, Moses, I got an amen for Moses over here and the other Moses in the back. Yeah, he knows about that. But to place yourself under God's reign, to submit yourself under those that are submitted to God. That's true Christian community. All right. What was my first point? Passion. Everybody say passion for God. What was the second one? Passion is pursuit. What's the third one? Passion is commitment. Okay, here it is. The last one. Last one. Passion is expressive. I got any expressive people in here? I got anybody that just love to give God praise and don't care what people think? I got anybody in here that don't care if me getting loud is going to get on your nerves. If my praise gets on your nerves, excuse me, you might want to go sit over there. Because I'm about to. Give me, give me room, just give me room. <laughs> anybody just like to give God some praise? Don't care what anybody thinks. Come on now. Come on now. Love the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Passion for God. I'm going to just cut loose. I can't wait for the day when people are doing cartwheels across the front of this place during worship. Some of you are looking at me like, are you serious? Hey, look, you know what? Hey, we have no problem bringing a little order. We got Deacon John. We, we, we know order. We're all about order, but we're all about passion. And sometimes I think in the name of order, we create this stifling, religious kind of, you know, just behavior, self-environment. And I'm talking about love for God. Now, why is it always got to fit into this nice little cute little box? Why can't we ever just get a little loud? Maybe just a little messy. Look at I was I was passionate when I was a heathen. I was a good sinner. I mean, I was good at it. Lord, forgive me for my pride. But anybody else like you were good. Come on now. You, yeah, yeah. John, he got plenty of stories to tell. Anybody, come on now, don't look all cute like, oh, no, I've just been praising the Lord my whole life. <laughs> sure you have. Come on now. Where are you at? All right. We got an amen back on the uh, audiovisual team. Yeah. Come on now. How many of you know this whole worship team? They were some good sinners at one point. <laughs> Can I get a witness? Come on now. Y'all were just wilding out anybody just wild i'll say it like a white person has anybody ever just before christ 
that you were wild and out. <laughs> Come on now. So now, now, I mean, I was passionate. I mean, when I, when I, when I smoked that weed, I mean, I was like, I was. <laughs> Come on now. Veins pop. Now my veins pop out of my neck when I pray. My, instead of my eyes getting bloodshot, I get red in the... You know, that's one of the words of, of you know, when Jesus tipped the tables over and, and because the money changers, they were just getting it all twisted. He's like, look, this is, you know, he was, he was outwardly expressing his passion for God. And Peter looked at him and said, man, zeal for his house has consumed him. So he actually was, he actually knew a little theology and he quoted an actual scripture from the Old Testament. He's like, man, Jesus. Jesus, zeal for his house. Zeal, it really means red in the face. Passion. And so some of y'all were just, you were way more passionate as a sinner. And now you get saved and you just try to be all proper about it. You know, just hallelujah. Come on. When you were in the club, please don't. Now, I'm not saying to do anything stupid or, or goofy. I'm just saying, like, if you can act like that when you turn it up and got your red cup and you're like, hey, and now in Christ, you're just like, mm, where's your passion? I mean, as God does, I mean, some of y'all get way more excited about the Dodgers than Jesus. Oh, Jesus, I'm in trouble now. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Come on, like, there's like my wife was saying, man, when you praise God, when you're praying, when you're going after God, that, that, uh, that, that, that is, uh, that, that'll break stuff off of you. Some of us were still bound. You just haven't cut loose you just yet. Come on now, you got to break up out of that stuff. Give God a shout unto God. We're a shouting church. Why? We're passionate for God. Worshiping church, passionate for God. You know, you can pray out loud here. You can, you can dance before the Lord in this house. Passionate for God. All right? Here we go. Here's somebody in our community. Uh, I'm sure we got a few of these, actually. Uh, but I just pick one for, the, for today. But um, actually, Vanessa, she's actually in kids' church right now, huh? But Vanessa, man, Vanessa, how many? Come on, give it up for Vanessa, everybody. But um, she, uh, she is, is expressive. <laughs> and check this out. You don't notice, I'm going to talk about Vanessa behind her back. She's going to listen to the podcast and be like, Pastor Sean talking about me. But um, uh, she, she comes from a Catholic background. And that girl is, like, she's wild for Jesus. Like, she's loud. She'll be like, ooh. She, when, when it's time for worship, she's, in, she's over here. She's not trying to get in row. I'm not saying you need to do what she does. I'm just saying that's just how she, she needs room. You know what I'm saying? That girl, like, don't go next to her during worship. You know what I'm saying? She, you can get slapped upside the face on accident, of course. It's just worse. Just praising God, you know. But, but she's very expressive and passionate. She actually gave a word. She had a word in her spirit for one of our interns during the leadership gathering this morning. Very powerful. And, and just very teary and kind of choking up as she's giving it. I mean, that's passion for God. Come up from a hardcore Catholic background. Yeah. I remember when she first started coming, we are in the gym. I mean, during worship, it would be this the kind of the music coming down. And she's like, yes! <laughs> I'm like, dang, we got some wild Catholics up in here. We got some expressive, but passion is expressive. Yeah. Hallelujah! 
I'm not saying to draw attention to yourself. It's not about that. I'm saying to, to get God's attention on you. I'm going to just read this narrative here of David when uh, he was unconventional. He was unreasonable in his praise to God. He was a spiritual leader, and he knew how to act a fool for God. And if the expression of your faith is never foolish, you're missing something. Because the Bible says he chose the foolish things of the world to confound the way. My praise, my worship, my prayer, my love, my pursuit, my passion for God is never, is not always going to be reasonable. If there, if there's no, if you're too cool for school in worship, come on now. He's worthy. All right. So here we go. Second Samuel. This is my last scripture, but it's a long one. So bear with me. 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 16. And it's in the notes in the app. And I'm going to read through this. This is when they were bringing the ark, the ark of the covenant, which represents the presence of God. It represents what was put inside the most holy place. It represents God. So in the new covenant, this represents just God's presence, not just formality, not just structure, not just the do's and don'ts, the right and wrong. God, it represented God in the midst of his people. So now as the ark, the presence of God, the ark of the Lord came into the city of David. Michael, Saul's daughter, looked through a window. All right? Looked through a window and saw King David leaping and whirling before the Lord. Somebody say passion for God. God. Say it again. Say passion for God. Leaping and whirling before the Lord. And she despised him in her heart. She despised him. You got to understand when you start pursuing God, when you start getting passionate for God, you're going to catch some hate along the way. If you haven't catched any hate yet, just keep living. If you haven't catched any, if you haven't, anybody, nobody tried to throw shade on you. You're going after God and, and you're pursuing God and you're passionate for God and, and, and you're, you're loving him and wanting to go after him with all of your heart. You're going to catch some hate along the way. It's just how it is. If you desire to live godly in Christ, you will suffer persecution. It's just part of it. So this man was literally just leaping and whirling before the Lord and she despised him in her heart. So she brought the, so they brought the ark of the Lord and set it in its place, the presence of God. That's why he's praising, because God's coming back. He's coming to the city. I'm getting excited. In the midst of the tabernacle that David had erected for it, then David um, offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. He's given offerings, just like, man, let's do this before the Lord. It was an act of worship. And when David had finished offering burnt offerings and peace offerings, he, pl- he blessed the people. It's amazing. You start praising God, how much of a blessing you'll be to other people. You want to be a blessing to other people. Be passionate for God, and that will flow on to other people. I'm here to tell you right now, if you just go after God, people are going to get blessed as a result. Why are we passionate about God? Because he's worthy. Secondarily, why are we passionate about God? Because other people are going to be blessed as a result. I believe that our praise brings the presence of God into a city. I believe that our unity and our prayer and our, and our faithfulness to God and his kingdom and his house is the beginning of bringing a blessing on the people of the city. I believe that's where it starts. That's why I said it's not just for us. It's for those that aren't here yet. They don't know it, but they're coming. 
among the whole, in the name of the Lord of hosts. Then he distributed among the people, among all the whole multitude of Israel, both the women and the men, to everyone a loaf of bread. Hallelujah. Anybody like bread up in here? All right. Trying to watch my carbs, but I like some bread. A piece of meat. Look at that. Bread, meat, and some cake of raisins. I don't know about a cake of raisins, but that's like some white people food there. Raisins and everything. Somebody say amen. I'm just messing. You guys all right? So here we go. Raisins and potato salad. I don't get it. So all the people departed everyone to his house. Here we go. The blessing. The blessing is flowing. It started with the man. It started. The blessing was flowing to the community. It started with the man that was willing to get his dance on for Jesus. Start, I said it started with the man that was willing to get his praise on for Jesus. It's quiet. It's all right. Hallelujah. Then David returned to bless his house. Now he's like, man, I'm going to go to the house. Man, I'm going to bless my wife. I'm going to bless my babies. They're about to get some of this. And Micah, Michael, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, how glorious was the king of Israel today? Somebody say, uh-oh. Somebody say, uh-oh. uh-oh. I'm losing you. Somebody say, uh-oh. uh-oh. Uncovering himself today in the eyes of the maids of his servants. As one of the base fellows shamelessly uncovers himself. So David said to Michael, it was before the Lord. <laughs> it was worship. Your, your unapologetic worship before the Lord is not going to fit in with modern culture. And I am willing to be misunderstood. I'm willing for us as a community to be misunderstood because we be so passionate for God. Some folks ain't going to understand. I'm not doing it so people understand it. I'm doing it because I love God. And not everything is going to make sense to everybody, and that's okay because they don't know what he's done for me. If you knew... Somebody say, man, they're trying to act all this and that. No, the reason I praise is because I have issues. <laughs> reason I'm like that is because I'm trying to shake some stuff off. The reason I'm like that is because I don't have it all together. Maybe that's your story. Maybe every day you show up to church. I mean, angels ushered you in and you acting just right, just perfect to your wife. And all your bills are paid. You got money in the bank. And everything's just, just nice and cute. And that's not my story. That's why I praise God is because he's worthy regardless of the situation I am in. He said, it was before the Lord, Michael. This was for God who chose me instead of your... Now, now, he, now he kind of took a jab at her. He's like, instead of your father, okay? <laughs> chose me instead of your daddy. In all his house, here it is, to appoint me ruler over the people of the Lord. So beautiful that he was a man of authority. He had position. He was in a dignified place. His position um, garnered respect, but he didn't allow his position in society to define his praise. So my position might be dignified, Michael, But my praise is going to be the opposite. Because when it comes to praise, it's a level playing field. (laughs) We're all sinners saved by grace. Lord, you know, forgive us if we've ever used our position as an excuse to not truly give God praise. 
or our position in society or our education or our intellect or whatever it is, our culture. To ever define how I praise. He says he's appointed me ruler over the people of the Lord, over Israel. He's like, look, look, girl, I'm over the whole nation and I'm going to cut loose regardless. I'm almost done. Therefore, I will play music. And that word play in the Hebrew actually means laugh. That's what it means. He's like, I'm going to laugh. I'm going to make merry. I'm going to celebrate. Look, I'm finna celebrate. Look at your neighbors. I'm finna celebrate. Therefore, I will play music before the Lord. And I will be, here it is, and I will be even more undignified. I'm going to be more undignified. I'm gonna, actually, Michael, you haven't seen nothing yet, girl. Because it's about to get a little more crazy. I'm even, I'm going to be more, more undignified than this and, and will be humble in my own sight and humble in my own sight. Meaning I'm going to be radical, passionate with my worship and my praise. Humble in my own sight means, look, I know that I'm a broken man, that this has nothing to do with what I think about myself. It has everything to do with who God is. I'm, I know me. And when I go home at night, I'm going to have to deal with that. I'm going to be humble in my own sight. But as for the maidservants of whom you've spoken, by them I will be held in honor. Therefore, Michael, the daughter of Saul, had no children to the day of her death. you got to be careful when you're hating on somebody's praise. Passion for God. Passion is pursuit. Passion is commitment. Passion is expressive. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I know there's people. Thank you for listening to the message. If you've been encouraged and inspired, give us a great review and share it with a friend today. Also, if you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our powerful weekend gatherings. For more info and directions, follow us at My Sanctuary LA. Be blessed.